When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and then use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, and Cody Del Mendo on Cyber Monday. Deals to be had, but so far your Chicago Cubs are pulling the trigger on none of those. Uh, Deals are being made. You know, we'll get to the holiday recap. Guys, I wanted to talk turkey right off the top, of course. But 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 then news happens. That's what that's what goes down. And Jose Abreu, three year deal to the Astros. So for all the people that were hoping for Abreu to be the Cubs solution at first base, platooning with Mash Mervis, forget the dream. Three years to the Astros. Is it too much? Are you glad that the Cubs passed on that deal, Cody? Uh, you know. First reaction before hearing the length of the contract, I was like, oh, dang, that this sucks. Like it was, it seemed like a big target. Um, but then seeing three years, I was kind of like, all right, makes a little bit more sense now. Um, and whether the difference between two and three years is nothing to you, if you're watching or listening to this podcast, fine. I ain't going to sit here and try to convince you. But if we're all high on Matt Mervis and Jose Abreu is 36 years old, going to be 36 years old next year, then to me it's kind of like, all right, I guess if you know you would have if you would have you know just paid up and then pulled a similar thing with Jason Hayward on that last year, I, I mean I don't know, like I'm I'm frustrated, but not because they didn't get Abreu. I'm frustrated because the Cubs haven't done anything yet. So if the Cubs do something. I can easily get past this. And honestly, I was someone who wanted Josh Bell more so than Jose Abreu because he's younger and he's a switch hitter. Um, obviously, I think Jose Abreu is probably better than him, but Josh Bell isn't bad either. And again, if we're all high on Matt Mervis like we all say we are, then then like to me, to me, I'll go full, full colada if – they don't get one of the four shortstops. I will go full Kalata if they don't get one of the four shortstops. Not getting not getting one of these top first base uh guys will suck if they don't if they don't if they miss on Josh Bell too and Trey Mancini now, then I will be frustrated and I will be wondering what are we doing. But I think in the long run, as you know, again, this offseason is still early. It really is still early. It's barely hasn't even been hasn't even been a month since the World Series ended. Right. And the winter winter meetings haven't began yet. Like to me. I'm willing to wait it out some more, man. I'm not (laughs) willing to wait it out some more. Believe me, though, I'm impatient. I'm just like everyone in the chat right now. That's either whatever or pissed off. But I'm not going to go full like fire Jed just because they didn't get a who's going to be 36 year old Jose Abreu. Sorry. Yeah, we have uh, Jed is asleep in the chat. Uh, we have Rickett still digesting his turkey, doesn't have time to spend money from Colada. Ryan, I, I, I feel like 
There are other options out there. My question is now, though, does this push a domino at first base to where the Cubs have to make that move for Bell or have to make the move for Bellinger before they are left empty-handed? Um, well, I was going to say Bellinger may be a different story because he plays center field. Um, but as far as, like, I know Cody mentioned, you know, Josh Bell, Trey Mancini. And when I think about it, I don't think the Cubs have to go get either of those guys. Um, you know, Ooh, Josh Bell. Big brain. I'd like it, I, I love Bellinger for the flexibility of either well, position. Well, that's that's and, that's and that's and why we, I say Bellinger is good. You can just leave him in center. That that's why I say Bellinger is a different story because he has the ability to play center field uh, very well defensively, but can also move into first base. Um, but with Bell and 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 Mancini, I mean Mancini has you know barely hasn't even been a full war uh, you know war player, wins bow replacement, F war, all that. Um, the last two seasons. Um, someone pointed out he wasn't very good with the Astros after he got traded there this season. Um, you know, they still won the World Series anyway, but it wasn't like I think Trey Mancini didn't he wasn't a huge part of that. Like it just, you know, props to him for coming back from from you know a ton of adversity like he has, but like I don't think he's like a huge must get now that Jose Abreu is off the board. And you know, Josh Bell's gonna he's 30, so he's gonna want a multi year contract, probably for probably for like a four year contract at least, I would assume, for a guy that's 30 years old. Um, so if you're giving him that, then what are you doing with Matt Mervis? And then, you know, that that does more to block Matt Mervis um, if he's going to be the first baseman of the future uh, than anything. So I, I, when I look at it, I'm like, I don't know that they need to get either of those guys. Um, I I think if if I mean if they really really do want a first baseman, those are probably the top two of the top targets. Um, but I I did like the idea. I like the fit of Jose Abreu uh, at first base just because of. Um, he was going to have a shorter term deal. Three years is still kind of striking to me, but um, you know, I guess we'll just have to see how that contract plays out. Um, but no, Abreu fit better than the other two, and I, so I think if we were looking at it first base, like that should have been the number one first base option for the Cubs. Um, but now, I mean, you look at it, and those those two guys, maybe the fit isn't as great. I mean, you have Patrick Wisdom who can play first base. If you go out and get Cody Bellinger, he can also play first base. When I think about it, it's it may not be the most – it definitely wouldn't be as high on my priority list of, of moves that Cubs need to make this offseason than, say, getting a shortstop or getting a center fielder or getting a couple starters, filling out the, the – honestly, that's probably like fourth or fifth on my like list of priorities as far as positions go. Um, so I don't – yeah, it kind of – as like seeing the fit that Jose Abreu had with the Cubs, it does – it's a little disappointing um, because he probably would have been good for, for that Cubs team in more ways than just his on-the-field play. Um, but it, it's also not an off-season ruiner by any means, in my opinion. I think I agree another... 100% though that it, it shouldn't have been their priority. That w- that no. didn't need to be their first move for sure. Now, I've clearly said that you know signing a guy like Abreu or a type of signing like Abreu would have been great to kick off the off-season, so that we had an idea of what the Cubs are going to do. So I feel like that's why majority of people are probably upset or or mad. Or, or maybe like Kalata says, maybe Ricketts still is still eating his turkey or digesting his turkey. I, you know, either thing could be true, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but they both uh, could be true. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but also, you know, and we don't know, but at least yet, um, to me, Abreu, like again, going to be thirty six, hasn't won a World Series. The White Sox completely wasted the prime of his career, and he chose to go to the Astros, who just won the World Series, like. Maybe, maybe the Cubs were there, but he just chose to go to the Astros. Like, and also, like, he's, he's, he's going to be, he's probably going to, 
I don't know if he's going to have a statue, but he might have that number retired or something like that from the White Sox some year. I don't think he probably wanted to go to the Cubs and, like, you know, like, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I think those are actual, you know, possibilities. And so, again, missing out on Abreu isn't – the world isn't ending. Mm. The sky is not falling, right? Like, they're – and Again. it shouldn't be. It shouldn't feel like that. No, no. Right. And, but some people are already reacting like it. And I think yeah. it's just PTSD from the fact that the Cubs haven't spent enough money the last year. Like they've spent money, but they haven't spent enough. And they haven't spent enough on impact players. And clearly the Cubs need impact players. So, like, and on one hand, I get it. I totally get it. But on the other hand, like, it is still early. And we haven't even got to the winter meetings yet. Now, if Correa and Turner and Bogarts and Swanson are all gone by tomorrow, then I will come on here and I will yell and scream and go full colada for all the chat to hear. All right. Brian G in the chat says, I'm hella disappointed. I have two questions. One is, did uh, all the Bruce Levine reports actually raise the price to three seasons uh, for the Abreu deal? Because Bruce was hammering Cubs, <laughs> Cubs, Everybody was talking about Abreu and the Cubs because Bruce was so confident that they were having these heavy conversations, which they might have been. So that's question number two is what Cody was hinting at. Were the we'll never know. We won't know the answer to this unless Jed tells us at the winter meetings, which by the way, Ryan will be heading to beautiful San Diego to be there. So we'll have a little inside information going on. Ooh. Is, we're gonna be breaking news. Yeah, Ryan's gonna be there breaking news. We'll have the inside scoop. And the question is, were the Cubs in on this and he just chose the Astros because you know what let's be honest if the Cubs made three major moves this offseason if they signed Correa if they signed Senga if they signed Bellinger to play first base the Astros would still be more of a favorite to win the World Series and be way more likely to win the World Series next season so is it possible that he just decided to chase the World Series or were the Cubs just not in on this at all like you know, maybe Bruce is right. Maybe those conversations were going on very early, but were they never even a factor in really pursuing a brand new? I, I think it's interesting. I, I do realize that if they were in on it, no matter what the pricing was, I wouldn't. A brand is not the guy to say, "Okay, well, the Astros are in on it. We got to get our guy because we got to make a move, and we're going to give him four years." Well, that would be crazy, or or fifteen million than anybody else would offer. That would be crazy too. So. If that's the case, then I'm glad they weren't in on it because I think three for the Cubs is probably too many years. Two would have been the ideal amount of years for mm -hmm. the Cubs and Jose Abreu if that was the way that was going down. And then, you know, listen, we talked about Abreu early on in the offseason and we talked about, well, he wouldn't, wouldn't have to move. He can stay in Chicago. Let's be honest. Like, even if he loved Chicago, moving isn't the same for Ryan or Cody, or me, as it is for Jose Abreu. Like, he has people doing all of that. Like, he's he's not taking boxes and buying the stupid tape at Walmart and boxing up everything and then unpacking everything. It's one of the biggest pain in the asses in the world is moving. But not if you're a professional baseball player. Not if you're a free agent going to the Astros. He's going to have a whole team of people move in, swoop in, take the stuff over, and you know what? He'll go home. He'll take some vacation. And the next thing you know, he'll be living in Houston. So honestly, like if he would have taken like a like if he would have chose a team that was like, I guess rebuilding or looking to take that next yeah. step after rebuild, like I really think the Marlins would have 
would have been the team he would have chose just because it's, you know, like it's closer to where he is originally from, mm-hmm. like down there. Like I, to me, I never got up for Jose Abreu. Like I, I, I like the idea of it. Yeah. I like the, you know, you know, the platoon with Mervis. It could have been, but I never got up for it. And it's not just because of who was reporting it. It was just because it just didn't really fully make complete sense. But that first part kind of had something to do with it. And yeah, and I, let's be honest, though, uh, uh, there were a, a fraction of Cubs fans certainly out there that were, A, excited because he was a Cubs killer every time they played those four or five games, yeah. six games every year. And number two, you would like to have to have the White Sox stare at him in a Cubs uniform. And every time you hit a home run, he would have been able to yell, thanks, Sox. You know, that that would would have been, a you know – fairly satisfying every once in a while, but that dream is gone. Yeah. That's yeah. All right, well, I, I agree with Cody. Like you liked the idea of getting Jose Abreu because he, again, like I said earlier, he fit in like the fit was there. The fit was right. Um, but you also think about like, he's going to Houston who just won a world series. He's getting a three-year deal apparently uh, reportedly. And uh, you know, he's got a spot for right away, playing time and there's no one really there to try to you know challenge him for it at this point um so it just made a lot of it makes a lot of sense for him to pick houston um outside of you know not even talking about off the field things like no and no state income tax in texas all that kind of stuff it's like the fit on the astros was great um if again he would have fit here uh in chicago on the cubs he would have fitting well i believe but i mean again i'm like i'm not it's a little disappointing, but it's nothing to get like the reaction. <laughs> the reaction shouldn't be as outrageous as it, as I've seen it so far. Uh, I think the Cubs can survive and still have a good offseason, even though Jose Abreu is not going to be one of those signings. I also think the reaction is this way mostly. Be, and, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I believe the reaction is this way today because mostly the Cubs have done nothing so far. Like. Yeah. The fact that we're at this point and we're past Thanksgiving and we're we're moving past Cyber Monday here and we're still waiting for anything to happen. And we thought the Cubs would finally back up the wheelbarrow of cash and just start throwing it around to people out in the street. That hasn't happened. So the Sox made the move over the weekend for Mike Clevenger, one-year deal, $12 million for a starting pitcher. Do you feel like the Cubs missed out on that deal? And then the flip side of that is, or the additional part of that is, will that start to push the starting pitcher moves that happen leading up to the winter meetings? I don't think the Cubs missed out on Clevenger, although one year, $12 million, uh, it's an affordable deal for a guy that has been very good before and, and just wasn't last season. Is coming off an injury, but... Eh, it was a name that interested me, but I don't feel like, just like Abreu, I don't feel like it's a, oh, they missed out. It's just more like, when are they going to do something? Yeah. I guarantee if the Cubs had signed Mike Clevenger, this chat would be screaming, Rick, it's cheap. Rick, it's cheap. Sell the team. Yeah. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Even yes. though he has been good, but he's coming off injury and he wasn't great last year. It would have been classic prove it deal, blah, blah, blah. And I know all of Cubs Twitter and just all of the Cubs fan base in general is just so tired of these high flyer moves. They're very tired of them, even though like a lot of them have worked out for the Cubs, but also some of them haven't. So like, but I, like I'm, I'm personally glad that they didn't just because like, 
to me, if they would, if that would have been the first move, that would have been that would have been telling of what what's to come, in my opinion. Right? Can't you get so, Smiley for less than that? I think yeah. so. Can't you? Get, yeah. I, I, can't you there's, so much, there's a much less, higher ceiling. There's a much higher less ceiling risky. for Clevenger. There is, but he's way Smiley is way less risky, and. He, You've been there, you know him that. Clevenger is a bit of a dope, it seems like, uh, off the field. He's done some things that leave you questioning if he's all there with the mm-hmm. Bulls. And so, and I know that re-signing Smiley or Miley would would set off the alarms for the uh, cheap, cheap, cheap narrative. And, but I do think that a cheaper version in Smiley or Maybe Miley, but Miley only for the short games for me. Uh, Smiley w- would be a better way of spending your money, especially if you're going to go big at other positions. Like, so yeah. if they get Correa or Turner at the baseball winter meetings, again, I'm fine with Smiley being the choice over Clevenger if that's a comparison that needed to be made in the offseason. I, I, I personally just, would rather have Smiley than Clevenger. Well, at I, when you look at it, it's it's I don't even know what you're talking, what you were you're uh, implying with his off the field stuff. I'm clueless on, on whatever I, Mike I, Clevenger's I, done off the was, field. Wasn't Clevenger in with uh, Zach Plezak in the in the yeah. going out and like? Oh, the I, I believe they thing. had multiple issues with him, like boozing and hitting towns. And you know, I don't think I'm reporting he anything. Has stuff, new. He has some stuff yeah. with like an ex that that his social media. I guess a lot of it is a just human being. I'm not saying he's a horrible human being. I think he's made yeah. some bad decisions. Yeah. Like, like it's more of just like he's age. immature, I yes. think. But again, he's what, 30, 31 now? Like, right. He has yeah, three right. Kids. Like he has Maybe to the be. injury and the rehab and things. Yeah. yeah, certain, yeah. If he's got talent, you look past it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But so when I look at it, and so like I don't even know any of that. And, and I was just completely coming from like a straight on the field perspective. Um, I think he's a. Smiley's like what, like thirty four, I want to say, maybe thirty five, something like that. Yeah, he was a few years younger, um, and but like Clevenger was fine the last couple of years. Like he wasn't, or twenty twenty two and twenty twenty were the last two he pitched. Um, last year he had point four f four four through three ER. Like he was fine. He wasn't great. Um, someone said it in the chat. I don't remember who it was, but that he probably doesn't move a needle for the Cubs as far as like. They have a lot of middle of the road, middle of the rotation guys, and he just adds another one there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I agree with you, Luke. That Drew Smiley pitched really well last year uh, for large chunks of time. He had that, you know, had to take that month off, whatever it was, five weeks, six weeks for uh, the oblique. Um, but he pitched pretty well, um, and he, you know, he liked being on the Cubs. He liked pitching at Wrigley. Um, so as, as far as like if you're going to bring one of those two guys in, why not bring back the guy who pitched well um, and who, you know, who likes being there, who pitched well and, and knows already knows the organization for, you know, a little bit, at least for, for a year, for a season, spend time with the Cubs. So I, between those two guys, yeah, I would probably have chosen Drew Smiley myself just because um, he, he already has proven he fits in with this organization and what they're trying to build. Um, and for, again, for a guy that's another just middle of the rotation ish kind of guy, taking that risk that he may not fit in with the culture. I'd, I'd rather just go with the guy who established himself here, even though it was only for a year, still take him. I'll say this, like he does have high upside because he has shown to be really good before Tommy yeah. John. So like yeah. if he can get back to that, then this signing for the White Sox turns from a, you know, middle to back end rotation to 
perhaps number two behind Dylan Cease, potentially. Like, you know, Johnny Cueto was way better than they expected last year. Right. And How he's are they, basically going to yeah. replace Johnny Cueto. Are, are they going to you – no, know, for $12 million, I'm not saying it's a bad signing for the Sox, but is he actually going to pitch better than what Johnny Cueto did last season? Like I think it, he could. If, if you're a Sox fan, this is not – in my opinion, would not be moving the needle. You're just replacing a guy who was actually really good for you last year. Now, I don't know where, what Quaid will end up doing this season, but I don't think he's an upgrade necessarily over – it would be difficult for him to pitch well enough this year to be an upgrade over what Quaid gave them last year. Uh, that, that, that's my personal opinion. What, what about the Morosi uh, – well, I just that. wanted to say, and some people in the oh. chat have said this, but Heyman just tweeted that Abreu's getting three years and twenty million AAV per season, so three years, sixty mil. Sixty million. Yeah, and I, honestly, I, ah. I didn't think that that was the kind of deal he was going to get, so no. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, it's my 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 guy Chandler Rome down at the Houston Chronicle said, hearing the Astros deal with Jose Abreu is expected to be around sixty million dollars. Wow, there's that. Wow. So then that makes you wonder what does that set the market for those first basemen? We'll see. Uh we'll we'll see where that goes. I guess I, I wouldn't have spent if, if the Cubs were even in the conversation, I wouldn't have spent three years sixty million on Abreu. So yeah. if that was the deal and the Cubs were in the conversation with the Astros, or or for that matter, the Cubs probably would have had to pay more than that because of the factor of he wants to win a ring. So what if what if the Astros were saying to the Cubs will or the uh, Abreu camp were saying to the Cubs, all right, we'll come three years, seven seven five million. No way, I'm out. I would be out if that were the case. So, to seeing those numbers, I'm definitely uh, glad the way it's worked out. I guess I'm a little surprised it worked out this way, but but glad. What about the Morosi saying Michael Conforto is hitting and throwing? And he's available in the outfield. We've talked about him before. I sure like is is it a name that you'd be okay with in the outfield? I just think he he's he's not going to play center, right? I don't think I so. Know. Yeah, no, I, I don't like, think so. I, I don't think I don't think he's playing center field. So then, what are we doing with like we're going to talk about Ian Happ in the second second? Like, I just if you believe in what I've said before about adding good players, but he'd be a, adding a player who's coming off of shoulder surgery with a lot of question marks. So again, I'd rather have Bellinger, the high upside, a guy who can play center field and first base to me. That's if it's not bell Bellinger is the guy that I'd be pursuing after that free agent shortstop. So Ryan, when you go um, to San Diego, are you taking your shady rays? I will take my shady rays. I mean, you know, actually, I have I to go. I, I have. We I have to go. You know, go. This grab entire them chat the needs to get some shady rays so they can hide their pain. <laughs> shady rays. That's hide our disgrace and shame. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I always hear. Never been to San Diego. Always hear that like the weather's oh. always great. It's always sunny yeah. there. Like it's always fine. So yeah, if, it, if it's sunny and nice out, I'm gonna need my shady rays. Like that's that's a given. Why? Yeah. Because shady rays are just you know like the, the best shades out there right now. Um, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, the lost and broken replacements. 
If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You drop them in a lake, you drop them off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you, holding in my hands seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You get free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. We interrupt these quick ad reads to mention that Lil Yumper has a $5 super chat saying just checking in to see if Cody's ready to be heard again by the Cubs front office. Then the answer is yes. yes uh, our next, <laughs> For sure you are. Uh, <laughs> our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time. Wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Now I've been on it since April, and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. Instead, it's kind of a mild tropical taste, and it is healthy. So here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. I get that boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, and it's lifestyle-friendly, too, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. You're all good with AG1, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash Cubs to take ownership over your health, pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, by the way, I do want to mention some other stuff we have going on. I do want to answer. Galvin says, doesn't uh, Bellinger have the same question marks as Conforto? Yes, but he also has a ceiling of an MVP level, and he can also play first base. And he's and he has so, played. He has yeah, he played. played. Ceiling is so much higher for Bellinger. It's not even funny. Well, he and plays center field. He plays center field. Michael Conforto hasn't played center field since 2019, Thank and you. I mean, uh, his uh, total career outs above average at center field are negative one. So defensively, not wouldn't be a great center fielder. Um, but he's probably not wouldn't be a guy that the Cubs would be planning on throwing in center field anyway. The fit with Bellinger, I think, works better. Conforto may Tom's Tom's comment kind of makes some sense. He says Conforto sure. is all about a possible hap trade, center field and Bellinger yeah. is a completely different situation. And like 
I just you're not moving the needle again. You're not it's moving not the upgrade. needle if you trade Ian Happ to sign a guy who hasn't played for a year and you're taking a flyer on Cody Bellinger. As much as I'd love to have him, you can't bank on him getting back to an MVP level, and you can't bank on Conforto being anything either because he hasn't played for a year. I mean, we are like if we're gonna sit here and and go through all this crap, like. Give me some shit that's going to move the needle. That's what I care about. That's why I'm not that upset about Abreu not coming here because I don't think it moves the needle either way. Abreu was a stopgap and a a veteran presence to help Matt Mervis. There's other guys out there who can do that, but he was probably the best first baseman out there. So, yeah, it sucks that we didn't get him, but it's like the same thing with the center field situation. It, It really is. It really is. So. Conforto to me doesn't make any sense unless you do trade Ian Happ, and I I don't right. get that you're you're make you're not making your team better doing that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're he's just the most stable of the three. He's the most stable guy of the three, and he just won a Gold Glove, and he's a switch hitter. But you, you're yeah, just trying it. to like have some some stability in the outfield. Like he's the stability, and he's he's turned into one of your team leaders. And we're I believe Jared Wills is going to join us at some point here in this next segment talking about an. Um, conversation he had with Ian Happ very recently but I do want to remind everybody that we have uh, another tale coming up Bear Packer this Sunday and you can go all chgo.com get those tickets right now Uh, again big discounts for our diehard uh, level fans out there so they get 20% off everything they're getting 20% off this tailgate which includes all food all drinks and the ticket. You can also uh, add on parking if you want while you're there. Uh, time there, 8.30 to 12. We'll have great food. We'll have good times. We'll play bags. Cody may dance a little bit if he shows up. Um, that video anyway, is still pretty – like I'm I'm waiting to use that video to meme myself. When they sign somebody. <laughs> yeah. When they like, sign there somebody. you go. Like when the Cubs sign Correa, I'm going to tweet that video and be like. What was the, what was the song? Were you dancing to again? Cupid's Shuffle. Cupid Shuffle. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one. Hey. Uh, I also heard we're here. having our first uh, takeover. I see Jared is here. Jared, hello. Um, I do. Are you going to the Bulls take? There's a Bulls takeover coming and diehards should go to the events section of allchgo.com to find out about that. And all our Cyber Monday deals are still going on today. It's like up to 50% off all of our merch, most of our merch. Um, what else is on there? Tw- another 20% off for diehards that are out there so they can get up mm-hmm. to 70% off some stuff. And a lot of a lot of cool stuff. I bought I bought some swag over the weekend. I got some some of our dope merch is coming to my house for the holiday season. Ooh. Oh, look, you know, I'm, I mean, this is still my my favorite one. T-shirt wise is still the Skyscape CHGO one that I'm wearing today. Yeah. Uh, but I also like the black CHGO one that is just the grayed out Chicago flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of the hoodies are pretty, pretty sweet that are in too. Yeah, I know I like got, the uh, black camo. The black camo. Yeah. Oh, you got, camo, yeah, you, oh, you got the camo one coming? Yeah. 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 I uh, I bought my entire family's Christmas on Friday. Nice. Like, I think that's that's going to be the thing now from the rest of my life or for why well, I expect to be here for <laughs> however long. But like uh, I'm just going to buy all my family CHGO gear because I suck at getting presents. This is so easy. Now. <laughs> this is significant. This significantly makes my life easier. It's just getting merch to give to my family. That way they wear it and right. tell all their friends. And then then that's I don't look point. like an asshole when I don't get them something for Christmas. So. <laughs> 
There you go. Cool. No, that was my plan as well. <laughs> Jared, Jared uh, talked to Ian Happ about his relationship with Connect Roasters, and it's something you can read right now at allchgo.com. Again, part of our rebranding and turning members into diehards and upgrading that process was also unlocking a lot of this stuff uh, and moving it from behind the paywall that Ryan writes, that Jared writes. And uh, this is one of them. You can go there right now and read about his relationship with this coffee company. Jared, like, I think it's fascinating when I was reading it that he just, this was kind of a relationship that started over Twitter. Is that right? Like, yeah, they met on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it was all, it was a tweet. Um, <laughs> that's where it all starts. And, and I didn't know that. I, you know, I think like most of us kind of became sort of aware that their Ian Happ had this thing with, you know, connect coffee and um, heard about the quarantine blend that they did back a couple years ago, but had never known like how it started. And it, as it turns out, um, one of the guys, uh, Greg at connect, he's, he runs, he has this account called coffee and cards and it's just cool pictures of coffee bags and old baseball cards. And um, he, on March 30th, 2020, he tweeted out a picture. It's like a, I think it's, I forget which one of the 1908 Cubs. It's one of those guys. Tinkers and Evers, right? I think that card was like your, what's your best double play combo or something. That's right. Um, So yeah, he, so he tweets this out and then I looked at it and he, he had tagged Ian in it. Um, And he, he told me, he's like, yeah, I just, you know, I tagged a few people to hope, you know, try to get a few people to notice it. And then Ian saw it and liked it. And Ian told me that he was like, I kind of liked the vibe you know, the, the way the bag looked. And he's he was a coffee guy already, you know, even before this. And he was like, so I just, I reached out to them and this, it just so happened it was during like early COVID when everybody's just kind of holed up in their houses. And he, Ian was like, I want to see if these guys will send me some coffee. And so they did, they mailed him some some bags and a nice handwritten note. And Hap was like, like, you know, I got to go out and get a whole pour over kit. He went to his Target in Arizona and bought one of those and, you know, was was doing it up right at home. Loved the coffee. But then he said the more he kind of read about what their company was all about, he's, he reached out to them and said, hey, we, we should do something together. And it only took I think it was within a month they were doing the quarantine coffee. Wow. You hear what I don't know if Cody caught what I was hearing there. Uh, he liked the vibe was the first thing I heard. <laughs> and the second thing was he wanted free swag from him. So if we want to get him with CHGO, what do we do? We put out a nice vibe and then we send him some free merch. That's right. That's how, it's done. That's how, how business gets done. Yeah, that's how you reel him in. We need to get, I can't wait to get Ian in the office and we'll talk to him about all this stuff. This is yeah. it's very interesting how it's all played out because it's like it's been a this whole thing started during the pandemic, right? Yeah, it did. So it was, you know, right in the very early stages and it kind of worked out for both of them because, you know, Ian was looking for a way to, you know, to give back a little bit, help out people who were struggling um, those first few months. And then at the same time, Connect was in a tough spot because they just moved into their own roasting facility. And they told me they're like, we had 6,000 pounds of unroasted coffee beans (laughs) sitting in our warehouse and then Pritzker shuts everything down. And mm-hmm. Caleb, the, the founder, was like, I, you know, I had a moment of, of what am I going to do? And, you know, and 
it worked out that you know, the timing was all good for them. Um, and it helps you like Ian is legitimately a coffee guy. He knows his stuff. He knows what he's doing. Um, he made a, if you read the article, you'll see some pictures of him with the Chemex and he, he legit, like he did that whole thing himself. And then I got to drink the coffee that he made with that Chemex and I can vouch for it. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. He knows what he's doing. So this isn't just like, you know, an athlete putting his face on something like he's into it. And when you get into like, you talk to him about the marketing, you know, going to meetings and things like that. Like he is very involved. You'll see in the story, he, uh, they met with Jewel this spring over zoom. And because of the meeting time, Ian would finished a spring training game and went right back to the locker room, still in full uniform, gets on the zoom call so they can talk to Jewel about trying to get their stuff on the shelf. So he's, yeah, he, he's very involved. He talked to the jewels. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, I, did you get any sense of how he feels about this off season, the extension, all of that stuff? I mean, we were just talking about Conforto and, and, and different player and Bellinger and different guys that would fit in pieces in the outfield. But I just believe that their best their best path in left field for me is I trust what I saw from Ian Happ. And I, I trust the gold glove that he's worked on that. I, I trust that things evened out offensively a little bit on both sides of the plate. I, I still think he's the answer if you give him the extension and left. How did, did you get any sense of how he feels about that stuff? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't get into that with him a whole lot, um, primarily because, you know, I was there to yeah. work on – the connect story. And, and I know from, and, you know, and Ryan knows this too, from being in the locker room, it was a question that he got asked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did like, I alluded to it at one point and I just said, you know, Hey Ian, you know, one of the realities of your job is it's possible you're playing somewhere else in the near future. Um, you know, and, but then I sort of framed the question based on like, how does this impact, you know, your right. relationship with this coffee company? Um, that was just intentional on my part. I went into it thinking I'm not going to bug him about some of that stuff. Um, but that said, you know, I, I heard, you know, what you guys were talking about before I got on and I completely agree. Like you, you've got the established guy in left field who has had his, I would call his breakout season in 2022. He was an all-star gold glove is really emerging as not only a team leader, but a, a leader within the league. You know, we, you may have seen the news today. He's yeah, he now, just got. Yeah. Um, he's in the Players Association. Um, an executive like subcommittee, something like that. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, he's emerging in this way. And I think it has also established himself as the steady os- offensive presence that you've always sort of wanted from him. Because uh, one of the issues with Ian Happ in the past was like he'd get real hot for a while, but then he'd cool off and. Um, it was always kind of like, is this guy ever going to be able to sustain it across the whole season? And I, we saw that this year. So, you know, I don't know what the Cubs are going to do, but if I, I think it would be foolish to trade him away if you're just going to end up replacing him with somebody like Conforto or Bellinger. I'm very much with Cody on that. Like, I love that, you know, let's move the needle. That's not moving the needle. That's not the move that you make because you're wasting your time. Yeah, if you're replacing him with Aaron Judge, that's a different story. I think yeah. Ian Happ would agree with that, probably. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. if you can add Aaron Judge, that's all right. Yeah, he would understand. He'd say, yeah, yeah, I get that move. 
Um, yeah. But if, if, unless you're doing something like that, focus your energy elsewhere, get one of those top tier shortstops, get some starting pitching and keep Ian Happ in left field. You've established him there. I don't see any benefit to moving him unless you're replacing him with Aaron Judge. Yeah, I think we all agree. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead say, I feel like another one of those spots was like, that's not, that shouldn't be the priority this off season. Like there, there are plenty of other things that Cubs need to do and need to worry about. Then, I mean, I, I know when, you know, we talked to Jed, the end of season press conference, he was asked about in-house extensions. And one of them, one of the players specifically he, he was asked about was Hap. Um, and he didn't, I guess he didn't like say that he, they didn't want to extend Hap. Um, he definitely didn't shy away from that. Um, so if that's something they want to get done this off season, like, sure, that's a priority too. Um, getting that done. I know he, talked about at the GM meetings that uh, G- Chad talked about at the GM meetings that they, he doesn't like to really negotiate when spring training starts. He'd rather have that stuff, uh, get that stuff done beforehand. So that is obviously another thing on his plate. If uh, that's what the Cubs choose to do, that's the direction they choose to go. Um, but as far as do they need to sign Michael Conforto or, you know, what are they going to do with the in half? Like, are, are they going to trade him? But like that, feels like less of a priority again than some of the things that you just mentioned, Jared, you know, as far as like short stops and, um, you know, a center fielder starting pitching, all that kind of stuff. Just It just feels more important to me to, to get done um, this off season. Then I, I think the Cubs can roll the 2023 with Ian Happ, even if it's only on the one year contract um, and figure things out from there. Um, I, again, that's just, that feels like less of a priority to me um, than figuring out what the hell they're going to do. Like at shortstop in center, starting pitching catcher, that kind of stuff. I'll say this, like, related back to the Abreu stuff, is like, you know, if they don't, if they don't get a Ballinger or Bell or Mancini, then, but fill other holes, then I'm assuming that you're running with a platoon of Mervis and, and Patrick Wisdom at first base. And I, and I would expect Mervis to start the year with the Cubs. Like I, I've accepted that that would, that, that I could, you know, maybe end of April, beginning of May, something like that. But like, he has nothing left to prove in the minor leagues, in my opinion. Um, But again, you're putting a lot of pressure on a guy, a rookie to come out there and perform every day. Remember Anthony Rizzo wasn't great right away. It took him a few years and the Cubs were tanking during that time. Um, and the situation with the organization was a lot different back then. It's different now, and like people want, like people have higher expectations, and people people want to see guys perform right away. There's no patience. So to me, to help a guy like Mervis out, they they gotta they gotta get someone there. And it's not that I don't even believe in like Patrick Wisdom to be able to platoon at first base with him. It's it's more of like, well, we know what Patrick Wisdom is, and I think he's a very solid role player. But do I want to see him, you know, platooning with Mervis? Not necessarily. It'd be like my third or fourth option. I'd rather see him platooning with Bellinger or, yeah. or Mancini or, or Bell. Uh, at least those guys are a little bit better offensively. Uh, you know, Mer- or clearly Wisdom has some offense. Um, but, you know, he obviously has a strikeout problems too. So, um, yeah, it's like that – that entire thing with the outfield is like the same situation at first base for me. It's just like they get, they, they have to fill, they have to put someone there. They have to. Jared, I know uh, you're up against it time-wise. Anything uh, before we 
let you sneak away. Anything that surprised you about your conversation with Hap? Yeah, I think um, before going that down to Connect's facilities down to, down in Bourbon A, like I don't think I fully realized how deeply involved he is. I mean, this is you know he he's almost like a, a staff member there because he was just like the whole day he was just there hanging out. It wasn't like he popped in, did his thing, and then left. Like he's there with these people, and it's a small facility. It's like almost like a little family business, and. Um, they told me a story about one day last summer when, cause they've got, it's like this little industrial space and there's one of those sliding doors and they, it was warm out. So they had it open and they said they're, you know, they're roasting and this little old lady drives her car around to the back door and rolls down her window. And she goes, is Ian working today? Um, <laughs> cause she just thought he was going to be in there roasting beans. And, but honestly, like, the way the level of involvement, that's maybe not such a crazy question to ask. Okay. Um, what, <laughs> first, like, what first drew me to it was back back during the season, I think in May or so, when Foxtrot first got the cold brew at in Wrigleyville. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and I tried it and I went in the locker room and I was like, hey, Ian, you know, I tried the cold brew. I really liked it. And he starts talking about like all the business details of, you know, the, the amount of volume that they wanted to make sure they moved at Foxtrot and all this. And he was asking me like, well, did you see the bags on the shelves? Did you see this? And like quality control type questions. And I was like, wow, this is, he is into this. Um, so yeah, he, it's something he takes really seriously um, and genuinely seems to enjoy and does seem to care about the people who are running the company. Cause then when, you know, my time there was done and I left, they were all getting into a car together, you know, Ian and all of these and the connect people to drive, to go visit a cafe, a potential cafe site. Cause that's the next thing they want to do is open a cafe down to bourbon a, and then eventually up in Chicago. And he was just getting in the car with them, you know? So this isn't like, again, he's not just some celebrity endorser, the guy's involved, he's into it. So um, it was pretty cool uh-huh. to see. So, yeah. Um, so when we open the CHGO bar, we have a little got connect a roasters on the side for people to sober up. You know, you get a yeah. little, little lift or the people that don't want to have the alcoholic beverage, they can have a little cold brew on the side. Yeah. No, 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 that. We can make this work multiple ways. That's the way oh, I'm sure. thinking on. For sure. Uh, Jared, thanks for jumping on. We'll, we'll talk some free agency stuff uh, in the near future, okay? Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Come in the office. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> yeah, where you been? I'll be there Thursday. Thursday. Nice, awesome. nice. All right. Oh yeah, for our, uh, our 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 Friendsgiving. Yeah. Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving, yeah. and I, I'm. It's looking good for the tailgate Sunday too. Nice. Oh. So I'll, I'll come dance with you. <laughs> <laughs> you can read. If we have a gif of me and Jared dancing, then there's no yes. doubt that it's because the Cubs signed for you. For sure, <laughs> you can read read that uh, about Connect Roasters and Ian Happ. A conversation with Jared, allchgo.com, and of course Ryan's got some great stuff in there too. Uh, Jared, thanks. Uh, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses and communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. 
Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Even each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. If you're ready to sign up for the facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online at their website. That is comed.com slash facility assessment. Guys, I had a great weekend. You know why? Betting, yeah, DraftKings. I was on draft. I I was on DraftKings a lot this weekend. Uh, I almost won a parlay, and the Bears ruined it. So I'm done betting the Bears the rest of the year. Um, I didn't even bet on the Bears. Um, I just bet on the total, and it went over. And I can't believe it went over, considering the conditions and the quarterbacks that played yesterday. Anyway, whatever. Um, you know, that's football. We got basketball. We got we got the NBA. I, I don't Bulls play again. Don't the Bulls play tonight or tomorrow? They play sometimes. Uh, I think they play tonight, don't they? Let me look. I think they play tonight. Anyway. Bulls tonight what? against the Jazz and Lowry Markkinen. Oh, Lowry oh. Markkinen revenge game. Log on to DraftKings and slam Lowry Markkinen. Points, rebounds, assists. Mm. And Finisher. Because you, because you know the revenge game is definitely coming. The NBA season yep. is heating up, and there are still so many unknown, unknown, when you are, when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to one hundred percent boosts with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple multiple bets. Like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. I had a stepped-up same-game parlay for the Bears game yesterday. I took the under on everything, almost everything. I mean, I even threw a, a fumble to happen, and for a couple interceptions, I was surprised that 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 it didn't hit. I was very upset, guys. Um. Anyway, download the app now. Sign up with the code CHO. Place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. That's code CHO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the YouTube description or podcast description. Uh, that said, I am riding the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. Money line. Mike Tomlin as an underdog. I'm I'm riding every time. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet against you because I need a I have I need Indiana's or Indianapolis's defense to get me like seven points in fantasy. And so in Mike, two different leagues, I need I need seven <laughs> points in two different leagues of Indy's defense to win. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ride against. Well, you I I, I see that I I I could clear clearly see this game being low scoring. Like, it's like a three nothing game. Then then we'll take. <laughs> I that. can see this. I can see that game being really low scoring, but. Mike Tomlin is 39 and 17 and one against the spread. That's 70% hit rate as an underdog from week five forward in his career. Um, 
And I think Kenny Pickett's been playing better of late for the Steelers. Steelers in general have been playing better of late. TJ Watt is back. Playing a Colts team that they're about as mid as mid is. Like, I don't know. I'm gonna, I just I'm checked my fantasy game. score. Yeah. I'm down 127 to 98. I need a huge game from Najee Harris. I got screwed uh-huh. by uh, Miles Sanders. Can't have that. Sorry, Luke. I face uh, Najee. Can't do and, it. I see, and and uh, Jalen Hurts had 31. I was winning, and those two guys put up <laughs> almost 60 points against me. Brutal. Uh, um, shout out anyway. to David. He says that I have the best looking hat cap of the day. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how that. I don't know the the the. That's a toque. Like how that category was graded, but I disagree. Vibes. <laughs> Sean wants to know vibes. if I personally knew the dog from Comcast Sportsnet's fans' best friends. As you know, what those were? It was a bulldog. I assume he's yeah. like early on. It was the deep dish was the dog's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did some ads with Deep Dish, but I don't know who actually owned Deep Dish. I do know that Deep Dish has gone on to greener pastures in the sky and is no longer with us pour one out shout out the deep dish yeah pour one out anyway no i didn't personally know the dog um you know know what these are nice hats we all i think we all have nice hats today was that carhartt you got there cody yeah yeah this is actually my girlfriend's beanie and i've just been wearing it of late because just taking it over yeah, I've just taken well, it over. <laughs> what if she were to go out and get one of those big hats that kind of hit the internet yesterday? It was a player from Washington, right? It, the, the yeah, giant, Brian Robinson. Yeah, yeah okay. The, the giant, giant hat that comes out to about here. I my question is: Is it the hottest? Is it the new thing? Is it going to be the next hot thing, or is it the dumbest thing you've ever seen? It's I'm leaning towards the dumbest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I, I think it's. I think it looks hilarious. That's why it's dumb, Ryan. No, this but is, I, I this want gonna be one of the, so th- This is this is how I know I'm getting old because I'm very. My take on this is it's very old man yells at cloud. It's yeah. very old man yells at cloud. I, like I saw the picture and I'm like, what is this? What are we as a society? This guy yeah. wearing a hat, almost covering his entire face. No, no. It's Get- just so outrageously big that I kind of want one. I just said Sports Genius thirty eight says they're seventy five bucks. I kind of kind of want it's gonna it. It's going to be a I no made, for me, dog. The, no, it, it uh, doesn't. Here's why it doesn't work. Okay, number one, you can't wear it to a sporting event because you're just going to block the people behind you. So they're going to make you take the hat down. Yeah. Number two, if it's windy, it's just going to like that thing will catch wind so fast it'll be like a hot air balloon flying off your head. The yeah. only way it works is in a rain with no wind, and it sort of protects. It's like. Almost like an, one of those umbrella hats where you can put the, the hat on and it's got the umbrella coming off. But otherwise, it doesn't look good. It's not practical. And it's like 75 it. bucks. Well, I disagree with the first thing you said, Kevin. You got the, you got the tweet from Mike Dubs. And say, do you have the center. picture can of you, Mike can Dubs? You pull that up for us? Dubs looks pretty good it. in the Cubs version that's of it. I, is that a saying. Photoshop that Dubs had? Mike Dubs, or was he actually he, wearing a Cubs version of it? I don't know. I wonder if he actually had the, the Cubs version. Maybe okay, Kevin, Kevin doesn't have it. I don't know. But uh, I did see it on the internet. I don't know if he actually had it or if, if it was a Photoshop, but it looked it looked good on Mike It looked Dubs. pretty it real. It did look real. It did look real. Like, what if we started selling a, a CHGO version of that in our uh, merch locker? Would you wear it then, Cody? 
No. Okay. What you I could break out there. your new Jordan ones, the originals, the 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 original Jordans. You walk in with that hat on. No. That's that's the vibe that Ian Happ's looking for if he's going to join this team. All right. If it's so. if it ta- if it's going to get us Ian Happ, then sure. But I don't I, think so. I I'm not. Even if we got a CHGO one, I would. I would advertise all of our merch except for that hat. I would not <laughs> you would not catch me advertising it. No. <laughs> it does keep the sun off not your head. Man. If you're in a, if you know you go to spring training, you're looking for a little shade. The it keeps problem the is sun out of it. It keeps the sun off your eyes, yeah. but it also oh, looks like it might yeah. be a little hot, huh? Yeah. A little sweaty. And yeah. the shady rays. You, you have those on and you put the shady rays on, you never <laughs> you're, you're never gonna the sun's never gonna touch your eyes again. Yeah, if people don't know what we're talking about, it's again, you could find it anywhere online. Just say big hat. And <laughs> it's so it, dumb. It, it reminds me of like the hat that used to be the bullpen car that would <laughs> that would come in and the pitchers would ride in from the outfield in what looked like a cap, but it was actually like a golf cart. It's uh-huh. so enormous, it's stupid. Like if I put it on my head and the wind blew, like it, you'd probably just tilt and fall over. I mean, my favorite I part of the whole thing. I don't thing, see it being the next big thing. My favorite part of the whole thing is just how nonchalant Brian Robinson was. Like, if you guys want a big hat, let me know. Yeah, you can't <laughs> like, you can't wear it in a car. You can't see out the back window. If somebody in the back window, you, you can't even sit in a car with that thing on. It is also like that's right. Michael Collado saying the fifty gallon hat. It's like those stupid foam sombreros people wear, like carnivals and stuff, like where it's a giant sombrero, but it's a like a like a cheese head, but just like the foam that's not uh, mm. sealed. You know what I'm talking about? The big no. red foam, the big red foam cowboy hat you see every once in a while I've, at like I, a I, carnival. You did mention the cheese heads that like Packers fans wear. I think those look stupid. Those do look stupid. I have a, yeah. I have a corn head from Nebraska when I lived there. And rather wear a, wear a big hat than a cheese head. Oh, um, I know we're about to end the show, but. I want to read this tweet from Michael Cerami related to Jose Abreu. Yeah, our our sure. friend friend of the program, Michael Cerami from Bleacher Nation, he, he tweeted, Jose Abreu wasn't some dream target in three years at $20 million per for a 36-year-old first baseman is a pretty impossible thing to beat. I'm not blaming the Cubs for not beating that. However, the Cubs only have themselves to blame for not being in position where they could do little extra to get the guy they wanted and who clearly fits. That's part of the frustration. They got themselves here. It didn't happen to them. And I think, I think honestly that sums up all the frustration of Cubs fans in the chat today or anyone on Twitter is just, I don't want to, but it just goes back to trading Anthony Rizzo. You know what I mean? Like you had a guy, you had a guy who'd been here forever and now the Cubs are in this position. Like, like they they did they really did do this to themselves. Now, if if Matt Mervis turns out to be great next year and is in the rookie of the year chase, then I will put my hand up and say, Thank you, Jed. You were right, blah, blah, blah. But like, and and we still have a lot of offseason to go. But I, I'm just saying that like I think a lot of a lot of frustration from Cubs fans in general is just they did a lot of this to themselves. And I I, I don't I just I'm gonna cut you off i don't i don't the anthony rizzo thing i think you just need to get over that i think um I, <laughs> well I, if a contrast well, we won't you, care 
because you can't act like the Cubs didn't try to keep him around. Like they they, they offered him the contract. That I just use it as an example. What I'm saying is that he he they offered him a contract that he probably didn't think was um, what he or it wasn't what he felt he was worth. Um, that he didn't get a better contract on the market, and then needed a you know a good, obviously a good last year and a half with New York to get a better one. Uh, if that wasn't happen, then the Cubs look like genius as not giving him more than what they offered. So I don't I don't agree that the 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 I just, we got we just need to stop referencing Anthony Rizzo like it's all I'm gone. saying is that you had a first baseman who had proven he, a, over a long term time that he was good at his job. But the Cubs the didn't. Part, he was the good Cubs at didn't his not job. try to keep him. The Cubs tried to keep him. He did. He they wanted did. more than what yes, they were offered. I'm just saying, like, so they I don't think it's a, good example. a little bit more. They I could have just paid up a little bit more, and then we could sit here and yell about how it was a bad idea instead. I guess. I just, like, I just, thought, I just don't. I, there is I, hindsight to both sides. Hindsight. I want Alcantara. That's all I wanted, Alcantara <laughs> and Correa. I want Correa. Or I just Turner. think. There's I just think that I'm talking about. You, you don't Reynolds. even have to use oh, first base. You don't even have to use first base. You can just you, you can look all across the holes on this roster, and you can say the Cubs did this to themselves by just simply not finding a way to keep any of their to keep any Overall, really yeah. good player that they had before before the quote unquote rebuild that's not a rebuild. So and again I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with it. I'm saying that that's the that's the frustration with the fan base in my opinion. And so in that standpoint, I get it. I get why people are frustrated and have already stopped believing that they're even gonna sign Correa or someone like that. I totally get it. I hope but if, that they prove us all wrong. That's what that's I'm really right. getting at. That's what I'm really if, trying to get at. If they sign Correa when Ryan goes to San Diego for the first time this weekend in the winter meetings, then we're all getting big hats, and we're all going to have our giant big hat Cubs hats on in studio the next time we're together, and there won't be room for the three of us because we'll be sitting around in giant hats, and what's funnier than that? Absolutely nothing. There it is. Yeah, that, that, and that's also just a great SNL skit, like, Big hats, big hats. When they used to play Jeopardy, yeah, yeah. I'm all, I'm all in on big hats now. (laughs) I was in on the big head stickers, but I don't know about this giant hat thing. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's the only way that I will do it is if it just really becomes that big of a trend, in which then I feel like, all right, if everyone loves it, then fine. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, yeah, I'll be a follower. I'll be a follower on this one. I prefer the foam <laughs> giant foam yeah. finger to a giant. I like to be a leader, but this is something I'm not going to be a leader for. I refuse to be a leader for this. No, I'm just a leader of collecting as many Jordan ones as possible. Big hats are going to be the next Jordans. Mark my words. That's right. Yeah, That's probably. Take, That's right? very yeah. likely. That's very likely. Good point, Ryan. Uh, again, if there's something finally breaks and the Cubs finally do something, even on Cyber Monday, uh, we will bring it to you in a breaking news podcast uh, right here at chgo.com. And uh, let's see. Oh, don't forget our, our, our Cyber Monday deal is still going the rest of the day, up to 50% off our merch. Uh, another 20% off on top of that for the diehards out there. So make sure you get the deals. Also, you can get the all chgo.com uh, diehard level for a year. Give that to someone for the holiday season. Good time to do that as well. That's the gift that keeps giving you a whole year round. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, That's a great Christmas idea, honestly. It is a good Christmas idea. Thanks for checking out uh, the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated sports book. We'll see you back here 
Tuesday in studio, hopefully with big breaking Cubs news. Until then, fly the W.